everyone. It's Hassan. Hey, everyone. It's Steve. Welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Hassan is unfortunately not able to join us today, but I am joined by the regular crew uh, of Barry and Greg. Barry, how's it going today? It's going pretty well. How's it going to you and everybody listening? Good, good, good. And uh, Greg, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Cool. Hopefully you guys are uh, ready to talk some Nintendo news and and get into the E3 uh, the talk today, the predictions and everything. We're going to jump right into that uh, a little later in the podcast today. But before that, we're going to jump into some news and just kind of talk about what Nintendo's been doing lately and, and some leaks and some rumors and things like that. Uh, but before we jump into all that, remind you that this is an interactive podcast. We are streaming live on YouTube right now, and we would love to have you jump in the comments and uh, give us some feedback along the way, especially when we get to the prediction side of things. Um, if you have your own uh, predictions for E3 this year, make sure you throw those in the comments and we'll we'll get to what we can during the podcast and read them out loud. Um, but before we jump into any of the predictions, any of the E3 stuff, we're going to talk about some recent news. Uh, one of the big things that has been happening recently uh, in the news of Nintendo is that they finally gave us a little more details on the out uh, the online plans for the Nintendo Switch. Unfortunately, it's been delayed to 2018, uh, but we do have a little more information that's been shared about what's going to be involved in the whole thing. Um, remember, there there's going to be this this app that to have uh, online lobby options and be able to set up game times and everything with your friends. And then there's going to be voice chat. And this can be through the app um, that we still don't really know how that's really going to work out. And and Hori has released this this. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people just call it a monstrosity of dongles um, that's going to be able to connect everything together. It's not, not an official Nintendo one. Hori is making it, but um, that's just one of the the uh, the accessories that they have available. And then they did release some more information about this classic game thing that they say you know we'd have an, the ability to play classic games before we thought we could play one at a time we'd be able to download it and when it's done it's over now they've said it's more like a classic game selection kind of a i get the feeling if it's kind of like a netflix kind of sort of thing you get this this library of games that you're going to be able to choose from and some of them are going to be added to each month um but while you're subscribed you get the uh, the option to to download them and play them and a lot of them are going to be uh, upgraded with online ability all these nes titles and eventually they're they're going to they're thinking about adding SNES uh, to that list as well. So let's talk about this. Um, oh, the pricing, of course, uh, going to be one month membership is going to be three ninety nine. That's uh, in the U.S. Three months at a time is seven ninety nine, and a full year membership is going to be nineteen ninety nine. So significantly less than what Sony and Microsoft have as well. Um, but the full thing is going to be rolled out in 2018. We don't have an exact date, just 2018. Uh, what do you guys think about the delay and what's going to be involved in this, especially the, the classic game collection? Uh, I, when you first said, like, unfortunately delayed, I was like, hmm, I don't know. I kind of like having free online for yeah, the rest I'm with of the you. year. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I don't want to have to pay $20 in September just to continue enjoying Splatoon. I mean, so, um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it kind of stinks that we won't be able to play, like, the classic games online until, like, next year, but I'm more excited that I don't have to pay until next year after I've had a number of games under my belt to have a plethora of other games to play online with. So, um, yeah, that will be definitely great. I'll be looking forward to it. I'll definitely be doing the one-year membership. Sounds like it'd be something that's worth keeping, and obviously with the math, uh, it makes most sense to do it that way, too, so... That's true. Barry, do you think do you, do you agree on that, or are you actually you're you're excited that it's that it's delayed? Or uh, I'm or, excited it's delayed. Yeah. I think it's smart that it's delayed, and I, I think for that a couple of reasons. One, uh, Nintendo has never done online really well, and they need their time. They need to be able to put in the resources and make sure this rolls out without a hitch, especially with people paying. So. Yes, I'm glad it's delayed, but it's also smart because of the holidays. When you deal with the holidays, people are going to be buying the system. You're going to have Mario Odyssey, who's a big seller, but you're also going to have Splatoon 2, 
you have ARMS, you have Mario Kart 8, all big online games. And for them to, right out of the gate, play, you know, they get you hooked. It's like, oh, you're having fun. Here you go, holiday season, holiday week. They are off. The kids are off playing Splatoon 2. And then, oh, now you want to keep playing? Well, now you got to pay us 20 bucks. So it's a very, very smart hook. I think it will work. As for the NES flicks, as uh, Blake calling it. <laughs> Netflix. Netflix. Um, I'm, I like the fact of being able to play older games online. I think that's cool. I don't like the fact that you can only play them as long as you have a service. I love the way 360 and, and Xbox does it, where even if you cancel gold, you keep those games. PSN, you lose them. I'm a big stickler for keeping them. I think you should keep them. Especially, I mean, there, how many times have we bought some of these games on the virtual console, not even counting the actual real physical cartridge? <laughs> Let us keep the games. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they did before. They mentioned before how if you, like, while you're subscribed, you'd have a discount to those games. Um, we haven't seen any of that recently, but I'm assuming that's still the case. What, is that appease you, or would you rather just, you know what, you get those games while you're subscribed and you get to keep them no matter what. I mean, I understand the, the, the larger access all at once, but I also think that many all at once is detrimental because there's too many selection. So you spread yourself thin. I mean, we're, we're a launch. It's not like we're 50 million units in where there's tons of players. We're 2 million in. Maybe we'll be 5 million in by the holidays or, or by the time this launches out. You know, I think I don't think they should start with two games like they like to roll things out or three games. Here's 20 games. Here you go. 20 games. Boom. That should be plenty to start off with. And then add like three more a week and and do it every Thursday. And from there, let you keep them. Or even if they said, hey, you know what? You get to pick every week. You get to pick one game that's yours for good. And then solely, you know, if there's nothing good this week, you can pick an older game. And that way, you could at least build your collection that way. And something, you know, four free games a year, or a year, a month. You know, it's, you know, 52 free games a year, or, or 52 games for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad deal. That's a good point. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, we all come from different points of view, because I actually, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm, I'm 20 bucks a year to have at least what it seems like, um, kind of in a Netflix kind of approach, is cool with me, because I do own a lot of these games in the, the physical ways on my NES, um, and there's other games that I would like to try out, but I don't know if I really want to buy them. So it's nice to just have access to them. Um, and I could try them out for, you know, a few minutes or a few days or whatever. And if I don't like it, I don't like it, which is similar to kind of a Netflix or an Amazon Prime or something like that, because there's a lot of movies and TV shows that I will check out on those services because I don't have to pay any extra for them. I just uh, I just check them out. And I think for that, for 20 bucks a year, that's kind of a steal, um, in my opinion. And um, and so it's, it's interesting, you know, different different opinions and different perspectives on it. I mean, I, I understand that everyone wants to have like all 800 some NES games on there, but um, I think releasing with a large amount at once, I mean, you're already saying that the player base is only be like 5 million. It's going to be very hard to find someone to play online for whatever RC Pro-Am, but then all of a sudden like other games are a lot more popular with Double Dragon or something like that, or even Super Mario Brothers. So if you add in too much variety off out of the gate, you're also going to be making it harder to find matchups to play along with as well. A good example, like, like that's pretty much what I said, but a good example is um, Xbox Live. When the 360 launched, it launched with, I think, 14 Xbox Live arcade games. Uh, remember, like, they had the Midway games, then they had Gauntlet, and playing Gauntlet online was a blast because I used to play that in the arcades. Now, if you go on to that, I mean, it's not even on the shop anymore, but if you go to it, you're not going to find anybody. There's way too many games to play. People have moved on. But had had all those games been there at launch, you wouldn't have found people for Gauntlet, maybe one or two, but it would have been you would have spent more time waiting for a game than actually playing a game. And like, like Greg said, the you know, popular game, Super Mario Bros. 3, easy. You'll find people, no problem. You know, Double Dragon, no problem. Contra, no problem. RC Pro-Am, you know, you said you're probably not going to find somebody for a while. 
right? Well, that's a good point. And and when you do take into account the online play, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I think uh, from my perspective, like I don't really. I mean, it's going to be cool to try out that online stuff, but I am I'm more excited just to have that library of games that I could play um, at almost any time that I want. Um, and so that's I am thinking more of the single player, the local player, uh, multiplayer uh, aspect of it. But totally, I, I get you what you're saying when you're when you think about the the online multiplayer aspects of these, these new aspects of the game that they're adding in. Um, yeah. There's going to be very few people probably online playing some of those more obscure games, I guess. Well, that's the whole appeal of this. It's not just playing the games is that they have added online. I mean, if you want to play those games, you can get an NES classic if they weren't discontinued and, uh, and, and get that, or at least the carts and stuff. It's the allure of, Hey, used to play this game as a kid. You know, you know, your friends have all moved away Hey, let's let's go ahead and play these games with your friends now, because now you can again. Right, right, yeah. Richard in the chat um, uh, said, "I hope they're not just charging us for online just to charge us." And I think um, that's what we're all hoping as well. Like, let's we're we're giving you our our monthly or our yearly money, Nintendo. Make it better than what has done been before for free. We're okay. I'm okay. I think we're all okay with giving you our money as long as it means that this whole service is much better than what you've given us before. Absolutely. All right, so. Uh, speaking of online, Mario Kart, uh, great game, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. If you've not uh, checked out our game chat about that, make sure you do so. But we talked a lot about it. It has gotten its first update, um, but not in any sort of extra tracks or anything like that. It's actually been updated to take out uh, an, an obscene gesture from the Splatoon girl. Um, did any of you guys notice that before? Like, I didn't even realize that she was doing, uh, this, this gesture. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I realized it was, it was updated and I didn't even catch it before. Was that, was that something that surprised you guys too? Oh, it completely took me off guard. I had no, I, I didn't even pick the Splatoon girl to try out racing yet. So, um, I wasn't even aware that there was anything like that. Yeah, I had no idea. I haven't played her. And whenever I was racing as her, I tried not to get hit. And even when I do, I'm more focused on the race, not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I saw the video. It's hilarious. I so wish they kept it in. I mean, they had the Luigi Death there. Why not this? But um, I understand why they took it out. Family-friendly Nintendo. But it, I will admit it is much better with it in knowing that it was there. Right, right. I, I just wish they, they could have uh, replaced it with, like, do you, do you guys watch Friends at all? Oh, the like whatever, like I forget. Yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd been great. Uh, <laughs> so, so from Mario Kart to Mega Man, Mega Man Legacy Two has just been announced very recently. I think it was this morning that it was announced. This morning, uh, but a lot of lot of systems on the list. You know, Xbox and. PlayStation and it would make sense, right, to, to bring the classic Mega Man again, this Legacy 2 collection to 3DS or Switch or who knows, maybe even Wii U, but uh, no Nintendo systems on that list. What do you guys think about that? Is that just an omission for now because Nintendo's holding back information for E3 or do you think, you know, it's just unfortunately they're, they've been left out this time? That was actually my original thought was that they might be holding for E3 because I felt like there was like a third-party game that did this in the past where it was like, oh, I thought it was coming to Wii U or 3DS or whatever, and then like then like it was like quietly released like, oh, yeah, it's still coming and something. I don't know if that was a Call of Duty game like earlier in the Wii U's life, life cycle or something, but I vaguely have this remembrance of like it was like a promised version for a Nintendo console, and then it was clearly omitted from like the game's announcement, but it was still, in fact, on its way. Yeah, that was, um, that was Call of Duty on the Wii U. I think it was Black Ops 2, it was, or it was Ghost, whichever the second one was. Um, they Activision announced the game, didn't announce Wii U. Uh, whenever anybody commented, like, hey, is it coming to the Wii U, they wouldn't comment until, like, right before it released. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's also coming to the Wii U, which killed any chance of that game doing well. Yeah, and I, I played it. It was it was pretty good on the Wii U, but yeah, I just didn't have the same support as the other systems. So I mean, I, yeah, I'd like to think it did. The first collection did pretty well on 3DS, so I would imagine they would have the second one there. 
I don't know about a Switch version, but I wouldn't expect it unless they're also porting over the other one. But um, I would think that the 3DS would be somewhat of a shoe-in to be announced at E3. Because they have said more 3DS games are on the way, stay tuned for more, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, I I found that video this morning, and I immediately shared it on my Facebook and uh, had quite a heated discussion. I was also on the Mega Man official Facebook group where we had quite a heated discussion. Um, A lot of people were upset about this. Uh, myself included. Uh, the fact that no three, like I would understand if they didn't announce Switch yet, but no 3DS is a why. The, the first one came to the 3DS. Why omit that? Nintendo has done, or has shown more love pretty much to Mega Man than Capcom really has. You have you have Mega Man and Smash, which was a, a pure love letter, and and now we get this. My only guess is a week later, you know, a week from now, we're going to have E3, and Capcom is going to be there and say, hey, we're doing a Legacy Collection combo pack, which will be 1 to 10 altogether uh, for the Switch. Maybe they'll announce it for the 3DS. Even if they do announce it for the Switch, I still think it's a mistake missing the 3DS because Capcom has shown love to the 3DS. They're, they're starting to show some love to the Switch with Monster Hunter Double Cross being announced, but... Maybe more people have to go buy Street Fighter Two on the on the <laughs> Switch. I mean, I did it. I bought it. I, you know, but that maybe that's what they want. You know, more of that for Legacy Collection. Yeah, that's true. I guess we'll see in a, in a couple weeks uh, if it, if it eventually gets announced. If not, um, I think there's probably a lot of people maybe in that in that uh, that group that you were talking about, and and many others that are going to be probably it's the official complaining. Mega Man social site like the one yeah. run by Capcom people were pissed <laughs> like so hopefully they see that and uh maybe they're maybe they're working on something behind the scenes that we don't know about so we'll I guess just be optimistic about that for now um but we'll see <laughs> uh so speaking of uh things that haven't really officially been announced yet but we have been actually there's some leaks uh what do you guys think about this Mario and Rabbids crossover thing I, I can't remember if we've talked about this on on previous podcasts or not it's been a rumor for such a long time and now we're actually seeing screenshots and or posters uh, about the game and I guess it's officially been leaked um, now and like like they've confirmed that these leaks are true but we basically know next to nothing about it uh, so far. I guess it's going to be an RPG. Now there's rumors of Amiibo that like, that are the rabbits dressed up as Mario characters. Um, Lots of of really confusing things. Maybe it's going to be more announced at E3. Uh, We're thinking that that's going to be the case. Um, What do you guys think so far? Is this something that you could be excited about or do you think this is just going to be some crazy thing that's just going to not really make a splash at all? I think overall it would probably make a still good reasonable splash in terms of my personal interest. I mean, I still need to see more. I mean, I usually like the RPG games, but I also haven't really enjoyed the Rayman Legends stuff. So um, this one is definitely going to be a hit or miss for me, and I kind of need at least the confirmation and more like actual like, gameplay footage and stuff to having more counter, uh, opinion surrounding it. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the Mario uh, RPGs, the the original Paper and Mario and Luigi, and this kind of gives that Mario and Luigi vibe. Uh, the Rabbids have been an interesting characters. You know, I like them in the original Raving Rabbids games. Uh, one of the launch titles for the Wii I grabbed. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see how they do it. I mean, if it's done well and it has the kind of writing that the Mario and Luigi teams, you know, the games do, I think it'll be well well-received. Will it be a huge system seller? No, but I think it'll be a, a really quality filler titles, and I don't use mean to use like filler as in just like nothing, but like something in between two big releases to, to help, you know, bolster the, uh, the Switch library. Although I will say this, if you look at the poster that is now official, and you look in the very, very left, it has made me realize I want a Luigi and Yoshi body, buddy cop game more than ever. You look at the poster and you look at those two on the left, and that just screams buddy cop game. Make it happen. <laughs> That'd be great. And, and games on there. 
yeah, great aspects of that within it. I think that's one of the biggest things that we know is, you know, the, the normal Mario RPGs are usually very quirky and, and funny. Um, but, and, and then the rabbits are also that way. So, you know, it's, it's going to be, it should be a lot of, of hilarious plot points and, and dialogue within this, this game. But I don't know. I, I just, I got turned off by the rabbits and, and then I think, like it was, it was fun in the beginning, and then they got annoying, and, and I'm hoping that it just doesn't. I don't know. I, I I don't know how, but I'm I'm thinking this could have a potential dark side to it, and, and it could like maybe make Mario look worse and and put a bad mark on on the Switch. Maybe I don't know because it, it could come across as like just a junk title. I hope it's not, but it's just something in me thinks. This could be bad. I feel it would have been a lot better had they removed the rabbits and instead put the Rayman characters in there, like the actual Rayman characters. I think that would have generated a lot more buzz in the in the positive sense because the rabbits are actually very popular. Like I didn't realize this. There's a cartoon on Nick. You know that they they spun off from Rayman. The first three games were Rayman, Raven, Rabbids, and now they're just Rabbids on their own. I don't know if they're still considered part of the Rayman franchise or their own franchise now at this point. But I think if they did the actual Rayman characters instead, I think that would be really cool to see a Mario Rayman team up. Especially considering Rayman, there was a Rayman trophy in Smash Brothers, maybe hinting towards you know Rayman eventually going to a new Smash Brothers or something like that. That's true. That's that'd be great. As Rayman's Rayman's so much fun, but yeah, I don't I don't know if, I, if that was two went in separate directions or yeah, are they still the same kind of world or not? I'm not sure. I think um, the timing will be very critical too. I mean, this year is already kind of packed with like Splatoon two, you got Fire Emblem Warriors, you got like Skyrim and Mario Odyssey, like all like huge titles hitting later this year. So I think that could also be a thing if they're gonna try and do that competition like the um Rayman did on Wii U when it was pushed to like um September when all those other titles were like right around the corner that's just going to kind of shoot it right in the foot again. That's true. Yeah. My guess is probably something in the fall, because after Splatoon 2, the next title we know of Xenoblade and Mario, and like that's it for the rest of the year that we, we know about. So definitely something in that area. Maybe we can, we can get that well, in there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Fire Emblem Warriors is already confirmed for the Fire fall. Fire Emblem Warriors, too. Yeah. So it's like September, October-ish. Or, yeah, so that's going to be tight. <laughs> yeah. Well, Although tight. you're throwing something different in there, it's a it's a different kind of title, so yeah. maybe it can help you know broaden it, broaden the the something audience. Something tells me it's a 2018 game. Uh, and the reason I say that is it's another Mario game. If Mario Odyssey wasn't coming this fall, I can see it. But with Mario Odyssey and with what, what we all seem to believe to be the true launch of the Switch this fall, I don't think they want two Mario games to confuse consumers. And instead, I th- I'm going to guess maybe a February or or April or maybe March, like like a late winter, early spring title of next year, something to, to bolster that area. That's my guess. Is this the long-term secret project from Ubisoft? <laughs> well, it's either that or it's the game that they have completed for the Wii U that's sitting on the shelf that they refuse to release. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Richard says, you know, why don't they actually make a real Mario and Sonic game, um, not Olympic stuff, just an actual Mario and Sonic crossover. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll we'll eventually get that as well. Uh, so let's let's turn the page a little bit to to Arms talk a little bit more. Uh, Arms had Test Punch. We had a huge game chat about that on a special uh, bonus edition of Game Chat just a few days ago. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you head to our YouTube page and and check out our game chat all about the Arms Test Punch. We talked about the first weekend. Uh, we've now had the second weekend. But before all that happened, we had a special direct that was all about Arms. There was a lot discussed. I mean, it was like 40 minutes or 30 minutes. I don't know what it was. Oh, it was 20. 20. It felt like a lot because there was just tons of information packed into such a short time. But they went over the different uh, modes for the game. They went over the different uh, styles. Honestly, we probably don't have enough time to, to dive into all that. But you can check out NintendoFuse.com, and we have the entire video there. Um, and we talk a lot about ARMS um, from the test punch this last time. So... 
let's let's talk second weekend. Unfortunately, I was too busy this weekend. Greg was too busy this weekend. Barry got one more time in, in with arms test punch. Uh, so in addition to the the modes, the the basic modes that we were able to play the first weekend that we talked about in the game chat, there was some extra stuff this t- last time. Barry, what what was it like this the second weekend? Uh, the second weekend was a little bit interesting. Uh, for those that, that did get to play the first weekend, there was the one-on-one fights, the three man, every man for themselves, four man, every man for themselves, two versus two, uh, and then they had the volleyball. Uh, this time they they kept the first three. They removed volleyball, and and I think they removed the uh, three man, every man for themselves. At least I didn't get into any one of those. Uh, they had the one-on-one, they had the two-on-two, and then they added the hoops mode. They added the the target practice, I forget, like the skill shot mode with the targets in between, and then they added a boss uh, on top of uh, the new character, uh, twin telling you whatever, the, the girl with the hair, I forget her name. Um, but the hoops is actually a lot of fun. I didn't realize that even, like, from from it, it looked like you grabbed and you dunked, but you can actually miss. Even mm-hmm. dunking, you can get it off. Um, it's it's quick. At least those ones were quick. Like, V-Ball, you know, like, it was quick, but you could actually get five points. Like, it felt like this went too quickly. Like, it, it stopped at 11 points. If you were able to get 11 points, it ended, uh, which I was able to do on some people. Um, but I've had others where, like, it was just getting good. Like, we were really going down to the wire, and uh, like time's running out, and we did have draws, and draws just counted as is. It was no tiebreaker, at least not in this mode. Um, but it's it's interesting. You can get three point shots. Um, I was I was surprised. Like at the end of one of mine, I got my special, and I was able to just do the flurry of attacks. She was nowhere near. She was at the back court, like nowhere near the actual hoop. And and despite punching her away from the hoop because I was under it, it launched her up into the hoop for three points. And I was like, okay, you know. So physics don't count in that game, but, <laughs> but it's for the it's for the better. Um, the the skill shot was was a blast because you actually have multiple ways to do skill shot because the more targets you hit in a row, the points multiply significantly like you'll be at like 300 points and then you'll all of a sudden you'll be at like 1500 like it's significant jump but you can also hit the other people across so like i did i did one-on-one and two versus two with the skill shot so like one-on-one was a little bit more heated but two versus two it was kind of like one person was attacking the other people mostly and the other one was just going and grabbing the uh the targets uh, it was a lot of fun. No, I can I can see that one starting fights in part like at, at parties. Like <laughs> even though the game is a fighting game, that one that one I can see starting. Um, as for the boss, it was interesting. Uh, it was like a giant skull head with six arms coming out of it, and it was placed on the body of one of the fighters. Like I had Helix one time, I had uh, Ribbon Girl another time, I had Master Mummy one time. Uh, so it wasn't. It wasn't set. I don't know if this is actually going to be a boss character in the actual game or if it was just created for the test punch. Um, and then it was three versus him. So it was you and two other people versus the boss. The boss beat you. You lost. If you wound up winning, you won. He had a lot of HP. Um, it took teamwork. Um, and the problem with arms right now, and it, it's that Battletoad syndrome where you can beat the crap out of each other. So uh, you know, one boss that went in, everyone's going guns blazing or, or fists blazing, and they're just beating the crap out of each other because everyone's running in the way. Uh, you know, one person does a grab on the boss, and everyone's hitting the boss with their – they're knocking them out of the grab. Uh, the best ones I found were real that would take turns. Like, so it seems like coordination is needed. It would be great to have voice chat to have that communication. Hopefully something comes about it <laughs> with it. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you got a chance to, uh, play it, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it solidified my purchase. I'm going to get it for sure. Um, I did do it the second time with the pro controller. I'm really falling in love with the pro controller. The motion controls were neat, but I I just really liked that pro controller. Yeah, I've, I was definitely so much, uh, you know, more in love with the game when I, when I actually played with, with real controls instead of the motion controls. It's, it's novel. It's fun for a little bit. Um, and, and yeah, if you, you could probably play this game just like Wii Sports and all these other, you know, big motion controlled games for, for a good workout. Um, you know, if you want to get some, 
punching like Tybo kind of thing in. Yeah, play arms with motion controls. I'm sure that you will you will definitely um, break a sweat. But when you really want to get I don't know, good at the game. I, I feel like most people will probably enjoy the the actual controllers um, instead. But there there could be people that will still stick with the motion controls. I know people that still play Mario Kart, and then they will swear by the actual motion controls. Where I I want a joystick and buttons, but they they still prefer the the wheel. So to each his own. It's nice that we have options. Yeah, I would definitely say it's awesome to have options. So. Yeah, uh, so Blake said that he, he enjoyed the hoops a lot better than volleyball. He said he was a lot oh better than that. And um, he said uh, he never he never actually got a win against the boss. He basically destroyed him all the time. And, he, uh, he was tough because, like I said, he had six arms, and it was all communication, which you had none. So if, if people were going in guns blazing, it also depended on the map. Like, I beat him on the stairs, like the, the stair map. of oh, the ramen bowl. They added the ramen bowl as well uh, as a stage. Uh, I beat him there. But I lost to him on like the main uh, platform where they where all like the trampolines are around the outside, and I think that was just because it's a smaller arena, so everyone was just getting in in you know hit by everybody else. So I, I do think the bigger arenas help for that. That's true. I would think if it's like a team thing, they'd almost have like the you wouldn't be able to hurt each other. Like you have that even with the two versus two where you're tethered together, you can still hurt each other in the game. Yeah, friendly fire. Yeah, yeah. Big friendly fire. You gotta be careful. Yeah, there's a lot of times that I think I I think the first weekend that I played, I'm pretty sure we lost because I probably beat up my partner because um, I didn't realize that when I first started playing, I was just like staying behind and throwing punches, and I'm pretty sure I I, I knocked him out more than our opponents did. So, <laughs> note to self: don't be on the same team as Steve. I'm better now. I just in that moment I was like, I throw punches behind because I was hiding behind. I thought, you know, that's a good move. Just hide behind my partner and stay I wonder, safe back there. I wonder if they will actually give you the option, like in the you know, friendly fire on or off, uh, so you can play with it off. Because I mean, it seems simple enough to do. Just like a, a you know binary switch. If one, then you could friendly fire. If zero, then you can't. Um, so uh, I hope they do. Because it's it adds a level of challenge and a level of depth when you do have friendly fire off so that you can hit each other. However, with no voice chat and you're not in the same room, that communication goes right out the window and it's all blind luck and you pray that you get a good partner. Yeah, I would say that would make it very frustrating if you just had one of those people that were just like, oh, I'm just going to beat up the other guy for fun. <laughs> and then it's like... And you both lose. I wouldn't mean. Then you I get in situations. What was like uh, Zelda Triforce Heroes that you oh, play yeah. online on there? And yeah, if you get partnered up with some, you know, just people that just want to be jerks, they can just you know ruin your you game. Up. Pick you up and leave you there, and you can't do anything about it. Yep. 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 So uh, now, more a little more experience. Do you think? Do you think it's going to be an esport kind of thing, or do you think it's going to break into there, or do you think it's going to be kind of a novel thing and you know, it have its place with fans, but it won't actually make its way into any sort of fighting game uh, competitions or anything. I don't know. I can. I can. I don't know. I can also see it like also catching on, like being like big like Splatoon. So I don't know. It could. Um, I don't think it will. I, I hate to say that. I think it's a great game. Uh, I think the esports um, arena is very, very, very high competition right now. Um, I mean, Nintendo's big entries in there are two Smash Brothers entries right now. Um, Splatoon is getting in there. Splatoon has has some stay power. Arms has the potential. The question is, will those that are not, like you and I, if we just play casually, if we just play for fun, we're not the the audience that's going to have any say it depends on if those that are willing to spend you know x amount of hours a day learning the mechanics and getting it in are willing to put down that that amount of time when there's so many other fighting games as is uh that's the question and and the only thing i could look at is power stone power stone did not get in there although it should have it was on the dreamcast the dreamcast did not do well it's on you know this is on the switch the switch is currently doing well the switch continues to do well Maybe, especially if people take it portably and bring it out and show people, get the word. Uh, I think it could do well then. 
That's true. But it is going against, yeah, longtime favorites, you know, people like, like Smash Brothers and Street Fighter and Tekken game, like Tekken 7 just came out and it's, or, it's, oh. or will come out soon, one, one or the other. It's out, um, it's out this week. And, uh, you know, that's that's a big game and it's it ha- has a lot of potential as well. So, you know, it, and but people are already used to playing that in the esports and everything. So it, it does seem interesting. It would be incredibly difficult for a new IP to really break it's not, in. It's not just that. I mean, you have Injustice 2 just came out. There was um, Guilty Gear, Xerd, the second uh, just came out. There, there are a couple others on the way. Street Fighter Five still getting updated. Hex Street Fighter, Ultra Street Fighter Two just came out on the on the Switch. Uh, so fighting actually has quite a lot of representation right now, and, and not every game gets in. Uh, a lot of games don't. So I'd like to see it in. I think the the reception from the tournament at E3 will be a factor. If there's a lot of noise, a lot of hype, a lot of buzz after that tournament, during that tournament, before that tournament, uh, which is next week, uh, then I think it has some legs. Haha. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it doesn't, if if people aren't happy with it or bored, they comment, "Oh, you know what? I fell asleep. This wasn't interesting to watch." Then then it's going nowhere. In in that regard, that's a good point. Yep. Hey, Hudson's in the chat room. Um, he couldn't make it tonight, but he's in the chat room. He says, oh, hi. So, hey, hey, Hudson. Oh, hey, Hudson. <laughs> so that's that's all the news and everything we're going to talk about tonight. Well, let's look forward to the future. Let's look at our, our get our crystal balls out, and we've all prepared some some predictions for what we're going to see at E3 that's next week. Uh, Nintendo, of course, um, has, you know, foregone their, their big um, stage production again. Um, against our better judgment and what we would tell them to do. Uh, but they decided, you know what, we're going to do it online uh, production again, and we're going to talk about it. This time they're calling it Nintendo Spotlight. Um, it's not a Nintendo Direct. It's not a any sort of whatever. It's, they've called it Nintendo Spotlights. So they're going to talk about upcoming games and, and everything. So we've each prepared uh, some predictions that we think will happen next week. I don't know what each of your predictions are. I only know myself, so I don't know how outlandish you went. I don't know how serious you went. But what we're going to do is we're just going to go uh, one by one through the list, kind of just discuss it a little bit, and kind of move on to the next one. And eventually we'll make it through our list. And then uh, we are going to do a, a post-E3 bonus episode of the podcast this this year, or this month, sorry. And uh, it's where we will kind of revisit our predictions and actually see if any of us could tell the future or not. Um, maybe we'll all be wrong and we'll just be, you know, talking about that the whole time. Or maybe we'll, like, we'll get everything right. And and for my list, I, I would be happy if, if everything I get right. So, <laughs> so Greg, let's start us off. What's one of your predictions? You can go in whatever order you want. Yeah, I was. I wanted to start with. I tried to have it somewhat balanced, where it was like some of them were kind of like, "Oh yeah, this would be awesome," but it's definitely never coming. And then other ones, I wanted to be like, "Oh well, this kind of sounds like they would do it," so I think we went ahead with that. So, without further ado, my first one is: I think that the Breath of the Wild DLC pack is going to like release on that Tuesday. I have a feeling they're going to come in and be like, "Oh, and by the way, you can download the latest." Uh, the first DLC pack when you purchase it, whatever, back in March. So I have a feeling that's going to be one of their like, surprise, like, oh, it's available right now. Go check it out. All right. So, I, that's that a good one, good. actually. I didn't even think about that, but that's a good I one. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, check. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barry, what do you want? What do you got? Um, I went, I actually went with uh, more realistic predictions i know some years we've done like fake outlandish ones and and then some real ones i went all real ones this year uh, some of them are, are really hopes and some of them are more i know nintendo this is probably what they're going to do um so i'll start with uh, one of them uh, i think that they're going to show off at least one unannounced title for the 3ds despite how awesome it looks and as amazing as it's probably going to look and play, there's going to be people all over the internet that's going to groan that it's not in the Switch, or at least not on the 3DS and the Switch. That, yeah, yeah, it's also kind of generic too, though. <laughs> but but see, here's the thing: like they they should be pushing towards the 3DS now, or the 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 Switch now. I think they're still going to highlight 3DS, despite them probably not, you know, not the avenue to do that. 
like, hey, Pikmin seem like out of nowhere. I think they're still going to do it. I think they're going to come out with something, either an old franchise or, or you know, a, a new game, a new IP, brand new, and they're going to launch it on the 3DS. Well, they got the new, new 3DS XL, so. Yeah. Well, Ever, Ever Oasis and, and Metopia, they're all coming, and hey, Pikmin, they're all coming with the 2DS. But I'm talking, like, one for the holidays, like an yeah. actual holiday push, brand new stuff for the 3DS or 2DS XL. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with the safe one to start with. Um, maybe safe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think they might give us a little more details on what this online beta will look like the rest of the year. Like what is actually going to be involved in the, the free version. I know they're going to be rolling out the app and things like that. Maybe the app actually will, will launch at E3. They're like, and now you can get this down there. It's going to be limited you know, a little bit of uh, addition of the of the the app, like they've told us. But um, but I think they're going to give us a little more information about what will be available in the the limited free version um, or the next limited free version of the online app uh, for Nintendo Switch. Um, but uh, I'm going to tag it in there that they're actually going to launch it at E3. That seems also yeah, that's very safe. Yeah, because obviously you want to play online with Splatoon two and Arms and. What better way than be able to talk with your friends about it? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Greg, what do you think? All right. So um, next one is kind of based on a number of rumors that have been going wild since the Switch was like first announced back in January. Um, I'm kind of thinking that they're probably going to announce the Super Smash Brothers Deluxe that has a combination of the Wii U and 3DS version. Then they're also going to like throw in a couple new characters, and I'm thinking it's probably like Ice Climbers and like Inklings even, because now that Splatoon 2 has a second second game in the series, I think that kind of makes sense to put them in as another gunner option into the game. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. That, you talked about ours being safe. I think that's about as safe as you can get. <laughs> yeah. I said I had a mixture of both, so like the next one is not going to be... It's going to be kind of reaching down from the cloud. <laughs> That's a good. I'll go ahead and stay in there. I I also have a, a Smash Brothers port on on Switch listed and on my predictions as well. So I I agree with you, Greg. I think I think it'd be really good if they announce it and maybe safe, but I think it'd be good. I have it listed, but I have it listed as part of something else. Ooh, can we expand on that? Oh yeah, you want me to do it now? I can go for it. <laughs> um, I think I think Nintendo is going to show off at least one more Wii U Deluxe port on um, that was going to arrive during the holiday to help the the launch and the sales. Um, I think it could possibly be Star Fox Zero with Guard, a Pokémon Tournament, Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze combo, Pikmin Three maybe with one and two, so you get the whole collection before supposedly Pikmin 4, um, Paper Mario Color Splash, which I don't think got enough love, obviously Smash 4, uh, or, or maybe something else. Uh, I do not think it will be Mario Luigi, or you know, New Super Mario, New Super Luigi, or Mario 3D World, or any of the HD Zeldas. Since we had Breath of the Wild this year, we have Mario this holiday. I do not think they want to pretty much confuse people, and I think they could save those for later years. Um, but I do think we're going to see one more quick... Let's let's bolster that lineup, and it's going to be one great Wii U game. That remember, remember, Mario Kart was the number one selling Wii U title with like eight million out of thirteen million sold. So all the rest of the games, as great as they are, um, they just didn't get the attention they deserve. So why not a second life? And Mario Maker and Yoshi, I would have put there, but they got 3DS ports. I think they may come over later on, but I think it's still too soon. That's good thoughts. Yeah. Since my prediction was the same as Greg's, I'm going to go to the chat. And uh, and uh, Hassan says he thinks Smash is happening. He's just not sure if it's going to be announced at uh, E3 or not. Uh, he wants Animal Crossing, though, for Switch. Um, oh, definitely. And uh, and Rich says that he can see Pokemon announcing uh, a new game on 3DS and Switch, uh, which is tomorrow. They have a Pokemon Direct. So um, that is, of course, because we have a podcast one day and they have a Direct the next. That's just how it works. And so it's a short one, um, but we'll see what is announced for Pokemon tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, I think, Richard, I think you, you're on to something. Um, it, probably something 3DS and Switch uh, tomorrow for Pokemon. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Greg, you want to go with your, your third prediction? All right, well, this sort of carries back on to what Barry was talking about, but it's a lot more specific. I was trying to be like very like 
more narrowed in and not just be like general, oh, they'll just release a, another game that was already on another console. Um, I went right into Super Mario Maker Deluxe. Um, oh, you said that one. Okay, interesting. I think that 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 was a, one of the highest profile items on the Wii U, and that's one of their best ones in the library. So I think it makes sense to bring over the crew that's still playing the game and the very active community that I'm still a part of. So I agree with you, but do you think it's smart to do that with Mario Odyssey so close? That's too. That's that's like cannibalizing their own sales with two Marios. And and some people say, oh, Nintendo, you know, is constantly rehashing the same game. Mario games are coming out too soon. Uh, this would really be too soon, like I said with the Marion Rabbits. I don't think they'll do that this soon. I think they may do it next year. Well, yeah, it could still be like a March title or something like that. I would just think that they might shed light on it. I mean, I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's going to be out this holiday and compete directly against Odyssey, but it's also... Nintendo's thing. Nintendo usually only shows things that are coming like this year. They don't like to announce things too far in advance. Except for Zelda. Zelda announced that three years ahead of time. Star Fox. (laughs) Star Fox as well. Star Fox got delayed too. (laughs) It does happen, and I think think you're you're right, Greg. I think if if they do announce it, I think it's a, a future... Um, thing and and probably because they're they're wanting to enhance it, um, they want to make it even better uh, and not just port it over. I think a lot of people would just be happy if they ported it over, um, but I think they're going to want to take it. You know, what's that next step beyond, and um, and that that would push it out a little bit as well. And it, it'd be smart, I think, for them to to push it out. You know, ap- apart from all these these releases in 2017 too. I thought I remember them saying that they usually cover games at least until, like, next year's E3. I know they don't want to do one that's, like, whatever, five years out. Obviously, I mean, Zelda is kind of an exception to that. But, I mean, I thought they announced, like, Splatoon, but then it didn't launch until, like, the following May. And it was never, like, intended. It was never intended for holiday either. It was just, like, oh, it was already listed as whatever, 2015 or whatever it was. That is true. They do they do, do that, um, but they try not to. They 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 stated they prefer, you know, games more well, immediate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but this is also one that's built on another series, so it's not like you're really spoiling too much by like. That's true. That's it's true. not like a brand new IP or something. Yeah, I think for me, it'd be nice to know what some stuff in the future. I mean, who knows if they'll actually say it or not? But I want to know, like we've talked about before on on one or various shows we want to see this this has legs we want to see that there are projects down the line that i'm going to be pleased that i bought this system not just for the games that are coming out in 2017 but what are coming out in 2018 2019 and beyond not that they'll really really get much into 2019 but you know you get what i'm saying even yoshi's woolly world was like revealed in like january and then it just was like not shown for like a year Sure. It happens sometimes. I think that got delayed. No, it was shown at E3. They had the whole segment with the yarn, and they were talking about the yarn, and they announced the amiibo and stuff at E3. Yeah. Yeah, and it went through different changes and everything, graphically and everything, uh, in its life cycle before, or its lifespan before before it was actually released as well. Anyhow, let's move on. Barry, what's your third prediction? Uh, all right. Um, we, we talked about this a little before. Um, the way Nintendo does things with third parties is always different. Um Third parties on their own will occasionally bring a title or just completely omit Nintendo, like with Mega Man. Um, so I think Nintendo is going to spend a good portion announcing new third-party partners. Uh, in addition, I think this is going to be the segment where they do show Mario and, and Rabbids, but I think they're going to do two other key partnerships. One will be Platinum with Bayonetta 3 with Bayonetta 1 and 2 coming over to the Switch as a combo. Um, since we know that was just port- well, Bayonetta one was ported to Steam, but two was not, so Nintendo still has some holds on two. So I think that would be good. Hey, you didn't play it on the Wii U? It's one of Wii U's best titles. Play it on the Switch along with three. Uh, another one, I think it's going to be partnered with Sega. Sega has been hinting at doing some stuff with their old franchises, and I think we're going to see some old school Sega franchises partnered with Nintendo. Maybe even cross, maybe the Mario Sonic together, or you know. Other other franchises together, bringing Alex Kidd, Outrun, Afterburner, Eternal Champions, you know, uh, Virtual Fighter, you know, any of maybe even Panzer Dragoon, Star Fox combo. I mean, the sky's the limits, really. And I would love to see the two, you know, greatest companies in the history of video games, the the largest rivalry from our childhood together uh, in a partnership 
more than Mario and Sonic Olympics, but but actual games together. That's that's what I would like to see as a true key partner. And I, and this whole old school Sega platform being Switch exclusive, because I think that would bring in a lot of people. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, going in that direction of third parties, uh, one of mine is is maybe just a hope, uh, maybe a pipe dream, but I'm I'm similar similar thinking to to you, Barry. But I would like to see one new and unexpected third party partnership, something that's just way out of the blue. They're like, hey, we're we're serious about this. They've done it in the past. Auto Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> but they've they've done it in the past, but not very often. It's not a common thing with Nintendo. But I'd like to see them come out and just say, you know, come out swing and say, this is a, a new, you know, partnership that we got with this, you know, AAA third party, and we are excited to bring it to Switch, and uh, and they're going to hopefully attract a lot bigger audience. Um, I don't know what it is, um, but some something big with a third party. So now here's a question. Are you expecting something like Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars where they partner with Rockstar to bring one of Rockstar's properties to Nintendo or something like Metroid Other M where they partner with Team Ninja to bring one of Nintendo's properties over? That is there's a good uh, differential. I'm thinking the the third party game, not that they're working on a, a Nintendo property. I want to see a, a third party property that's not, you know, original Nintendo at all. Yeah, I would agree. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. All right, Greg, number 4. All right, here's the one, my really um, shooting for the moon. I really, really hope that something comes out of this one. Um, I have pretty strong beliefs that I think Retro is working on Metroid Prime 4, and I would be very, very excited to have that announced to see Metroid return to form after the colossal failures of Other M and Federation Force. <laughs> That's funny. I actually have something virtually the same on mine there. Interesting <laughs> enough, um, I kind of do as well. <laughs> I think that's have, safe. <laughs> I, I, I just said, uh, to expand on that, I want to see Retro come out with not only Metro Prime 4, but I want to see them with a brand new IP. Uh, I'm not sure how many people remember when Nintendo acquired Retro. Retro was not a second party originally. It was a third party. And they were actually tasked, I believe, with four games to make. One of them was Metroid Prime. One of them was like Phoenix Blade or, or Raven or something. It was like an RPG. And then two other titles. Uh, they were all for the GameCube. And when Nintendo took a look at them, they saw that by splitting up into four games, they were all hurting. So they canceled the other three projects and had them focus simply on Metroid Prime, which obviously turned out fantastic. But I think they're at a point now where they're enough experience that they could make a second game. And they've been so quiet, I think they're going to hit with a one-two punch. They're going to come out with either, oh, here's a brand new IP from Retro and which I think would do a disservice to start with that because people would be like, oh, not Metroid. And then they'll be, oh, and Metroid, and then people will be happy and forget about that other IP. I think they'd be better to come off with Metroid Prime 4. Here it is. Everyone's excited. Oh, and wait, there's more. One more brand new IP from Retro Studios for the Switch. That would build on that excitement, and I think they could really, really roll with it. Interesting, interesting, because uh, it seems like, Barry, you've actually combined both Greg and my uh, predictions, uh, because I actually took the other side of that and uh, didn't really think about Metroid. I just wanted to see, finally, what Retro's next project is, and I I do think that it is something uh, not attached to Metroid. I think it's something, maybe it's an existing property, or maybe it's something brand new, but I think they're going to reveal what Retro has finally been working on for a long time. Um, So, Greg thinks it's Metroid, I think it's something different. You you think both. So why not, works out. <laughs> why not both? <laughs> <laughs> so before we uh before we jump into our last one, uh Blake's Blake's open for Bayonetta 3. Um Richard hopes Overwatch needs to come over to Switch. I, I know that's been in talks. They Blizzard, Blizzard likes the Switch, but I don't know if they can actually make it happen. We'll see. Um but a lot of people in the chat they're they're saying Metroid, Metroid, they would love to, to see new Metroid, so we will see. All right. On to our fifth predictions. What do you think, Greg? Again, this is a, another um, one that's kind of out there, and it kind of seems like it's never going to happen, but I'm still part of the group that might think that F-Zero will finally make its grand return. 
to the Nintendo platform. I know they've had so many Mario Kart games, but I almost think it's time that they get the, the hardcore racing game back on the console. All right. That's I, I like the fast that. RMX, so yeah. I think that was good enough for me. But. <laughs> Captain right. Falcon needs a new game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, he's in Smash, and, and then that port, so there you go. That's all he is right now. As long as I show me your moves. <laughs> uh, Barry, what do you think? Is your fifth one? Uh, that, that's, that's funny. Um, Greg sort of got part of mine. Uh, what I think they're going to do with the whole Metro reveal is Nintendo's going to come off with a little bit of a platform where they're going to talk about the, you know, show some nostalgia, show maybe the first Nintendo con- uh, commercial running off of the NES Classic and, and suddenly show a couple NES carts, one being Metroid showing Metroid Prime 4, one being F-Zero, the Super Nintendo cart, showing new F-Zero game, but then going beyond that, showing a new 1080, a new Wave Race, Advance Wars, Mock Rider, the Excite series, series that have been so dormant and haven't had a game since, you know, the GameCube, early Wii, or, or much, much, you know, longer than that. Uh, maybe even Kid Icarus coming back for another one. Um, but just just show and like play off that nostalgia. You played it then, play them again now. Brand new games, um, and they can roll with that. And I think based on the hype that the NES Classic had, and if they pull this right, they can combine both the Switch hype and the NES Classic hype to you know easily sell out like crazy. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. It's funny how a lot of our our predictions uh, go hand in hand, and we did not plan this at all at all. I promise. We didn't see each other's list. Uh, but my final one, it, it's not the same, but it, it, it is very similar because I do want them, I, I'm predicting it, but I, it, this is a personal desire as well. They've been very quiet when asked about the virtual console recently. I want them to, to finally reveal it, launch it, blow it out of the water, um, get it on the, on the system uh, at, at E3. And, and they could even do it in connection with what Barry, you're talking about, you know, like you're we're, we've launching all these these new versions of these old games. But hey, what? Guess what? You can get them all on the virtual console uh, this afternoon or something when we fully launch it or something like that. So I would like to see virtual console finally launched um, on revealed and launched on the switch. And, and that that would be a no-brainer. It's it's surprising that it's not even there, uh, and especially if they do some kind of promotion with, like I said, giving thing away. You know, they they can just do that. They have that power, and it would be such good publicity here. You know, you know, or pre-order pre-order the new Metroid and get Metroid NES for free now with online play. You know, like and add in something new where you could do like two-player or something like that, or or even even just a. a uh, what you call it, blast ball NES style or something, you know, just something quirky, uh, just something new. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be even cool that, like, if they, if they, yeah, like what you said, with updated one or two games and had the online play, and all of a sudden they're like, you know what, we're you're gonna get the full collection of this when our online stuff rolls out next year. But here's a little, a little sample of what it will be like when that does roll out. That you can actually get this this old classic virtual console game, but we have updated it. Um, similarly how we're going to be doing the rest of these games next year. See, I actually kind of don't think that's probably as likely because they made a distinction that Virtual Console and this comp- the compilation is completely different. So if Virtual Console does launch, it would be like how it was on 3DS, Wii U, maybe Pixel Perfect and stuff yeah. like that. I don't anticipate it would have any online functions. At yeah. least. And I'd be okay with that. But hey, if they throw that in, it's a bonus. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially uh, if they do that, like that twenty cent program again, like they did in Wii U. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> At thirty cents. Uh, <laughs> and hopefully, like this is just a, an added thing in there. I do hope that there are there's some sort of at least a discount, if not you know being able to get your your previous purchases or something. That would be really great, Nintendo. Please, I would love to own these games again on the Switch because it's such a great system. But I really don't want to buy Super Mario Brothers three again. I, I just I have plenty of copies. I have like three cartridges downstairs. I have three or four different copies of the virtual game. I just give it to me this next time. I'll, I'll even give you like fifty cents, but don't make me play full price again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something that Sony's you know been miles ahead on with the whole cross cross buy 
and I think Nintendo really needs to take note, especially because this, if this was like their second system, okay, but we've had it on the Wii, we've had it on the 3DS, we've had it on the Wii U, you know, now this is number four. Like, come on, <laughs> enough is enough. Get it, get it right. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I did not buy those same games on the 3DS. <laughs> I bought them on Wii, upgraded for a dollar on Wii U, and like, that's good. I'm not going to pay another 5 $10 for the same game yet again. The other thing is the whole locking to system. I, I did the same. When, when Wii first came out, I did the virtual console, and then my Wii died, and I had to pay Nintendo $40 for them to fix my Wii just so I could take my paid virtual console games off of the Wii to the Wii U because I couldn't boot up that Wii to transfer over to the Wii U. So they held the games that I paid for ransom. It was supposed to be $80. They gave me a discount. That's ridiculous. I shouldn't have to pay them and send in my system to be able to get the games I paid for. <laughs> like They need to fix that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the chat and see what else we got. Blake says Luigi's Mansion 3. That would be cool. Um, GameCube Virtual Console from Richard. Like, I think we're all in agreement of that. Yeah, it would be great to, to see GameCube uh, Virtual Console in there. Obviously, they gotta they got to fix, fix the, the analog uh, trigger thing, L&R and everything. But I, I think that's that's possible. We can, we can fix this. Um, it would be nice to, to have that. Uh, hey Roth, Roth's in there. Um, Roth's a longtime fan and and uh, follower, listener. Um, Smash, Smash, getting in there. Would they would they allow the GameCube controller or not? There's only two U- or three USB ports uh, on the the Switch dock. Um, interesting, like to see see what what's going to happen with all that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Smash is really getting a lot of chat in in our chat room. So it's uh. It'll be interesting to see what happens in, in just a few short days. It's going to be here. Um, if you are, if you have not uh, subscribed to us here on our YouTube channel, make sure that you subscribe because we are, like I said, going to be following up E3 with a second bonus uh, uh, podcast this month. So make sure you've subscribed, and we're going to be doing that a lot again live, just like we do always. Uh, so you can tune in and uh, join us in the chat and everything because we would like to see what you think about uh, the E3 announcements as well. And make sure you hit that the bell um, there on YouTube because you want to be alerted exactly when we go live and when we post new videos. We've got the game chats and the industry talks and gameplay videos and everything that we post all the time as well. Lots of E3 coverage coming to NintendoFuse.com and our social media next week. So make sure you are following us on Twitter and Facebook and, and all that stuff because we'll be posting all our our thoughts and impressions and everything, uh, what's being announced. We'll be posting that on our, uh, our social media and on website as well. And uh, yeah, make sure you are, are just checking out all those things and, and sharing it. We are, are very appreciative for you listening and watching and everything uh, every time you do it here on the podcast. Yeah. One last yes. Yes. One last question for you guys before, uh, before we end, we've, we talked about switch. We talked about 3ds for E3. Uh, what about Amiibo predictions? We didn't talk. None of us predicted anything Amiibo. But I'm fairly certain it's going to be there. What amiibo would you guys like to see? Like, oh my god, that would be look look amazing on my wall. That would be something I would totally like. What would you like to see? I I'm I don't I don't know. I'm kind of over amiibo in a way. Like I think a lot of people are. Um, I think what would make I mean we we've already got the Splatoon two stuff that they're they've already announced um i think it would be cool as we've said before if they do something with arms i don't know if they're really going to but i think it'd be really cool if they did uh announce something and show off some some future amiibo for arms i at, the direct would have been the time to do that they didn't. yeah i don't think it's going to happen but it'd be cool if they did um i think the only other thing that i could think of is if if the predictions are right for um the if uh, Greg's prediction is right for Super Mario Maker. Um, it'd be really cool to see some new integration of, of Amiibo into that or or Super Mario Galaxy uh, or Galaxy Odyssey. Um, <laughs> I, that's beside the point. I want him to put Galaxy in HD, but that's that's a different thing. <laughs> I don't know. I was I've already mentioned a lot about um, Fire Emblem Warriors. I could definitely see them throwing a few more of those in for that, especially like the exclusive characters that are going to be a part of it. Um, obviously, different versions of like Lucina and stuff, possibly. I mean, 
I don't know. There's a lot to choose from there too. So I'd like to see non-exclusive or like like non-new versions. Like we already have Marth Roy. Like we don't need like eight Marios. We don't need eight Mar- Marth or anything like that. I, I would like to see the new characters and have a reprint of Marth Roy, etc. And and let them. I mean, that's gonna be my yeah. That's my preference. I have not planned to buy any of the Player Two amiibos. Like I've already stood my ground on Famicom Rob and the other ones. So, oh, but Bayonetta Player Two looks so great with the Bayonetta one hairstyle and that pose. I mean, come on, how could you get go wrong with that? Oh, Whatever man. one I find is the one I'm getting. <laughs> but <if> I find <laughs> Player Two, they're fine, but I'm not buying two of the exact same people <laughs> for just a different pose or different colors. Did it with Rob. <laughs> I didn't buy Famicom Rob. <laughs> I have didn't. original Rob. I didn't buy Rob. Yep, I just got the the, the pack, and that was the it. Three so. pack. Yep. I actually imported Famicom Rob from Japan, thinking it wouldn't get released here. And then after I got it, they're like, "Oh yeah, here it's coming out here." Oh well. I still need to get like pretty much the only one that I think I don't have so far that I really want is the is the big Yoshi. I just haven't. Aww. I got I got to convince myself that I that I want to pay what forty bucks or something like that for it. Yeah. Um. So that's that's pretty much the only thing that's always holding me back. Every time I see it, I was like, I want it. But forty dollars? I don't know. So. Speaking of Amiibo, um, this is just kind of low key annoyance. Uh, Amazon, out of nowhere, changed their Prime policy. So if you have Amazon Prime, Toys to Life are no longer subject to the twenty percent boost uh, or bonus, twenty percent off. So Best Buy is now the best place to get uh, Amiibo. On top of that, they also took out video game collectors editions. So like, if Nintendo comes out with like a Splatoon collectors edition pre-order on Amazon, you're not getting twenty percent off of them anymore. So that is a big blow. So if Best Buy is definitely the place to go, but like like the Master, you know, edition of Zelda, I got that on Amazon. I got twenty percent off. That would hurt <laughs> if mm-hmm. I didn't get that. So you know, that is something low key news out there, but it is important news for for players that have Amazon. Glad I got that when I did. Yeah, glad I got the Gamers Club because that's where I got my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have both. <laughs> But yeah, now now all my collector's editions that are available are in Amiibo are definitely going Best Buy. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for everybody to join us in the YouTube chat. Uh, you guys are awesome. And uh, again, thanks for, for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, if you are new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast and you have not done so yet, make sure you leave a review, especially in iTunes or I think now they're calling it Apple Podcast. Uh, make sure you leave that in there because that just helps us rise to the top and helps other people find it. Um, so in addition to your sharing and everything, we would be so grateful if you uh, left a comment, um, especially a positive comment. And uh, it helps us just like other people to find this podcast. And uh, we just, we love talking to Nintendo and we know a lot of you enjoy hearing about Nintendo and joining in the conversation. And we just love uh, that conversation. So we, we want other people to be a part of it as well. So thanks for all your help to, to get it out there and to spread the word about the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Greg, it's been great. Any parting words, wisdom, anything? Let's have an awesome E3. Let's go. Let's go Barry. Five for yeah. five. Five for, Yeah. Barry, you got anything? Any parting words of wisdom? E3 hype train. Let's make it happen. You know, next week is going to be Christmas for us. Let's let's enjoy it. You know, no fights, no 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 console war fights out there. Just just enjoy and let everybody enjoy what they're what they're gonna play, and it's a Christmas for everybody. That's true. It's true. It's a, an an overwhelming week for sure. I, I was I was overwhelmed yeah. by Apple's announcements and everything at WWDC today. So I mean, next week is gonna be full of a whole bunch of awesome stuff. In addition to Nintendo, we're going to see some really cool stuff from Sony and Microsoft and everything too. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. And uh, yeah, let's follow us on, on social media. Let's join in the conversation and we'll see what happens. So thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time on Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Good night, guys. Good night.